there. Just want to thank you for taking the time to listen to this podcast or even watch it on YouTube. I would love to hear what you think. I would love to get any suggestions and understand what kind of content you're looking forward to hearing more about. So please rate, please comment, please subscribe. And if you leave a review for the podcast, you'll get a freebie for efficient goal setting. So make sure to do that. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi there. just want to thank you for taking the time to listen to this podcast or even watch it on YouTube. I would love to hear what you think. I would love to get any suggestions and understand what kind of content you're looking forward to hearing more about. So please rate, please comment, please subscribe. And if you leave a review for the podcast, you'll get a freebie for efficient goal setting. So make sure to do that. Welcome to the podcast, She is Fab, where we discuss all things fab, women empowerment, and life coaching. My name is Evelyn, also known as the Fab Chief Desk, and I am a mindset transformation coach. Welcome to another episode of the She is Fab podcast. My name is Evelyn, your host, mindset transformation coach. And today I have the pleasure of speaking to Ani Michalski. She is a mother of six who in the last 10 years has unlocked the power of self-care and has now made it her mission to empower other moms to rework their priorities to include themselves so that they too can transform the way they live. Welcome, Ani. Thanks, Evelyn. It's great to be here. I'm so glad to have you. Oh, I love to hear that. (laughs) So Ani, tell us more about you and this discovery that you made. So, okay, like you said, I am a mom of six. And for we, our kids range from 21 down to seven. And so it was about 10 years ago. uh, Well, about 2011. So right after the birth of kid number five, that I 
we had made a huge move across the country. I'm originally from outside of Philadelphia and we moved to Montana. And the, one of the reasons that was pushing us was we wanted to be, we wanted to simplify our lives. Like aside from traffic jams and all of the busyness of living near a city, um, my husband's from Montana. And so we wanted to kind of just step back and, um, Pennsylvania just got, it just got too big and too busy. And so that was one of the driving forces. There was other reasons too, but that was one of the, the big driving forces that we moved to Montana and not that you had to move to a rural place to, to simplify and, and make time for self-care, but that was just part of our journey or whatever. And so we moved here, but we actually moved here and we ended up buying a hotel and our life did not simplify it. Like it just became the same, like I brought all the busyness with me immediately. Like I joined community clubs and got on chain, the chamber of commerce, became the president of the friends of the pool. Like we moved to this rural town and I just like took everything, like (laughs) everything I was doing there. Like it just kind of blew up here. And, Mm -hmm. um, it was not simpler. It was, um, you know, just, just a lot of stuff doing all of the things you know, we were also homeschooling. And so oh, okay. it, was, it was a bunch <laughs> of things. And so in 2011, I remember I bought this little journal and I was like, I am going to really, I'm going to start like tracking my food and doing all these things. It wasn't the first time that I was doing like, you know, you always take like that before picture and you do it like a hundred times. And <laughs> so, like this is going to be it. And I have done a hundred, but that time it really stuck. And I started, um, you know, I, one thing led to another. And before I knew it, I was teaching Zumba because that was what I did. Like, I always like threw myself into everything and I, I was teaching the class, <laughs> and, like things that I never thought that I would ever do. And, but it just like got to be a lot. And so, um, when I, okay, so then I'm just going to kind of make a long story really short, even though it's already too long. Um, I am a counselor. That's like, I got my master's or anything. And so I decided to go back to, um, to dive in and we have to get like 20, I had to get 2,300 hours of counseling experience in order to get licensed. And there was a point in my life where I was like, okay, I have to do something. My, I forget my, my youngest was like three or four. And I'm like, so I've already like started, like I was already in 2011. That was when I had started doing, you know, I, I had lost a lot of weight. I was tracking. I was like really started taking care of myself and it stuck. And then mm-hmm. after I had our youngest, so this is about 2017, I decided to go back to work. I was like, I either have to like blow up. Like I was teaching dance. I was teaching little girls dance. I was teaching Zumba. I was getting certified as a weight management like coach and health coach and like all of this stuff. And I'm like, I have to do something. And my husband's like, why don't you do something that you went back to school for? Like that you went to school for and everything. So I decided I went from like one, one week being a total stay at home mom, like homeschooling, doing all these things to a full time working nine to five. It was a huge transition for my whole family. Like I didn't expect, I thought I'd get my license, like "Eh, working a few hours here and there. really realizing it was a full-time job. And so then um, 
when I got certified, I got licensed as a therapist and everything. And I really dove into the health coaching thing. And I, I immediately mm-hmm. went to weight loss coaching. But mm-hmm. funny thing happened was I started gaining weight. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I, the imposter syndrome, huge. Cause I'm like, I, what do I do? Like, I could not get a control of my own weight. And I'm like, I can't coach people in this. But I'm like, but I have transformed. I have made like leaps and bounds in the past 10 years. And so what is it that allowed me to maybe not so much my like weight, but like, what was it that allowed me to make these huge transformations? And it really Mm -hmm. was the fact I went back to 10 years ago when it all, like when I felt like I made that pivot and it really Mm -hmm. was giving myself that permission to take care of myself. To not, you know, even though I was doing all the things like to make that time for myself, because before that, I never asked for help. I was so stubborn. Like I I would people would offer to help. My mother-in-law wanted to take the kids. And I was like, oh, no, no, no. I've got this. Like (laughs) being able to to realize like that I was important, like I had to transform my beliefs in order to be able to make those physical changes. And it's not that I stopped believing that I was important and that's why I gained weight. Like it's not at all. It's just, I kind of changed my focus because we can only focus Mm -hmm. on one thing. And so when I started focusing on my career and developing that, like I ended up, which is still self-development. I was still Mm -hmm. learning so much and like really growing as a person. And so that, that I had to separate that. From like, Mm -hmm. you know, it wasn't about my weight. It was about actually giving myself permission. And that was when my life really started changing huge, like leaps and bounds. You said a lot of good things there. (laughs) (laughs) It was a long story. I need a drink of water. (laughs) No, please. I don't mind. I I allow folks to take as long or as little as they need when they're telling us, you know, some of their background. But you did touch on a couple of good points there. And this is especially the case uh, with one women and with women who are mothers, right? We're natural caregivers. And so we tend to prioritize others above ourselves, especially if you are a wife, if you are a mother, the needs of your children, you know, come first. Maybe not your husband, maybe, you know, a little bit, but your kids, right? Their needs come first. And And like you said, oh, yes. I mean, I'm not a mother, but I have like a ton of nieces and nephews and I see, yeah, I see it. And I'm like, well, I don't have kids just yet, (laughs) but no, women always tell me, you know, because as a mindset coach, I work with women across the board, kids, no kids. And one of the common things that I hear is that they don't have the time to put in that self-care, that genuine, authentic self-care. And a part of that is, like you said, giving yourself permission, giving yourself that importance, reprioritizing so you can care for yourself fully. Absolutely. Yes. Because, you know, that is the number one excuse. I, I hear it all the time that is I don't have the time. And, but yet, you, you have the time, like if you felt that you, or you believe that you were important enough to give yourself that time to, you would make the time. And so we, mm-hmm. we end up not making the time for ourselves because of that deeper belief that we hold. 
Yes. And you also said something else where you did not take the help that was offered, right? I feel like women try to be superwomen or wonder woman. They want to do it all. They don't want to burden anyone else. But in doing that, you're actually stretching yourself thin. You're not prioritizing. You're not laying things out in a way that will give you the time to actually work on these other areas. So it's important that when the help is offered to really take it in, accept it, or even ask for help. Mm -hmm. That's super hard for us. Speaking of super, that's that's (laughs) really hard for us to do as women because it takes a certain amount of vulnerability to admit that Mm -hmm. we could use the help or even if we don't need the help because we've already proven we can do it but that we Mm -hmm. want the help and that if we're willing to take that, then we can use that time that we save to do things that you're right. And you're also robbing that other person of that opportunity to to serve and to give. Yes. Yes. That's really great. You're robbing them of the opportunity to serve and to give. Right. People want to help. Like Mm -hmm. it's a general, like it's just like a basic human most most people, most people. I guess I shouldn't say all people. But most <laughs> most people are totally willing to help, and they just don't know mm-hmm. what they need, what you need. And yes. that's that's the thing. You have to identify what it is that you need. And one of the things I I stress, like in my programs, is and I I just did a Facebook live about this the other day about leaning into your support system and identifying what you need. You can't expect somebody else to know what you need. To, even though even with our husbands, we sometimes think they're mind readers. And that they know <laughs> we want them to be my readers sometimes. So that you don't have to ask. But it's true. Like if you don't know what you need, you can't expect mm-hmm. anyone else to know either. So you've got to learn oh how goodness. to, what it is that you need and how to communicate those needs. <laughs> yes. I'm laughing because I had the same conversation on a live with two other coaches I had earlier today. Mm-hmm. And we talked about the fact that People are not mind readers, right? If you don't express your wants and needs, there is no way that anyone's going to know, right? And then we get angry. We get mad because you don't know. (laughs) Why don't you already understand what I need from you? (laughs) So true. And that's, you know, even more prevalent in relationships where, you know, it's a love relationship with you and your partner, right? You Mm -hmm. expect them to just know you, know everything about you. And so automatically, automatically pick up on that need. And it's not the case, nor is it fair to expect that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Totally agree. (laughs) Something else you touched on, imposter syndrome. You know, you Mm -hmm. talked about this uh, health journey that you went on. And you had several instances, but in this one instance, everything aligned, everything clicked and, you know, it benefited you. But then you found yourself at a point where because your focus was shifted to these other things, you weren't caring for yourself in the way that you should. And so Mm -hmm. even though you found this niche, right, that you wanted to go into, you felt like that you couldn't participate. You couldn't share your services or knowledge because you were not in control of that exact same thing you're trying to help others with. Right, right. And I keep hearing like, since I became a coach, like I, I one, I feel like my this whole world opened up. It's amazing how much like, I'm like, where have I been? Because it's just like <laughs> this whole amazing world of different coaches and different like, all of these entrepreneurs. And I, mm-hmm. I'm loving it. Like, that's one of the things that I have to continually balance because I'm like, okay, here I am on a Saturday afternoon recording this podcast. 
And I'm like, okay, this morning I, I went, I was truly present with my, I left my laptop at the office. I went down to the river with my kids. Like, I'm like, well, one, one kid, that's all I wanted to go with. <laughs> but still, I was like, I have to really work on this work life balance thing. Right. Mm-hmm. And like, making that no such thing <laughs> there's not no but it's it's still something i strive for because i'm like okay i need to be mm-hmm. fully present at work and fully present at home and then i get more done rather than like half mm-hmm. being being half somewhere you know half with them or whatever so i i i need to be intentional because like, i really love what i do and so i'm like okay i need to get done what i need to do you know, I'm, I'm a list maker. I'm constantly like making lists and like, I've been really working on like narrowing down that list. So it's not like 50 million things that I should do, but like mm-hmm. the top three things for the day and just working on that and using my time intentionally so that I can leave my laptop at work or I can just stay organized because I love what I'm doing. And it's so hard mm-hmm. to just spend all of my time like creating content and getting on clubhouse this new (laughs) new social media that I'm like I have to limit it I have to put Mm -hmm. those limits on in order to do what I want to do and because I'm loving this whole new adventure this new chapter well that's positive because you love what you're doing right which makes it a lot easier to develop content to reach out to folks to spread your message I think it's a little harder for folks that may not have that fully or where they have that burnout where it's just too much or overwhelming. Um, but in your case, yes, you have to balance it somehow. And, and you know, the word balance for me, it's like, ah, work-life balance. It's not a thing. I, I think of it more as sustainability, right? How can yeah. you sustain these opposing forces? Right. And especially when you have a family on top of that, you're an entrepreneur, you're a mom, you're a wife, uh, and you're working with, you know, clients like, that is a lot to take in. Right. Right. And when it does get too stressful, when it does feel like out of balance, <laughs> air quotes, like when it starts feeling like overwhelming, that's when I'm like, you know, I need to practice what I preach and I need to mm-hmm. up the self-care up, like filling my bucket, because if it's becoming overwhelming, then there's just, I'm trying to do too much. And mm-hmm. my Facebook group is like women's moms without capes because it is taking off your superwoman cape yes. and realizing that we do not have to do, we don't have to do it all. We don't have to be at all. Mm-hmm. And we can still be amazing women. Like we can still take that time to nurture ourselves. And when life is becoming overwhelming, that is when that's the number one sign. Like, okay, you need to fill your bucket. You don't need to do more for everyone else. You don't need to mm-hmm. speed up. You need to slow down. And mm-hmm. fill your bucket by practicing. I love that care. name. Yeah. <laughs> like that is the perfect, like the visual that I got, because like I told you earlier, we try yeah. to be Wonder Woman or Superwoman, especially, you know, that as a mother, exhausting. right? There's, yeah. I feel like, you know, there's also the societal norms and the pressures, right? Where mm-hmm. women have to fit a particular mold based on, you know, where they are in their life, right? If you're not married, you have to aspire to be married. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have kids, you have to aspire to have kids. Once you have your family, you have to be the perfect Susie homemaker. Like there's all these things, right? So I can imagine, you know, how that affects your psyche as well. Right. It's those expectations that we place on ourselves and the society places on ourselves. And, you you know, just like you don't know it's a problem. You know, if it's 
if you don't know it's a problem, you can't fix it. And so the number one thing mm-hmm. is to identify what are those expectations that you hold. And mm-hmm. we have those expectations as moms. Like this is a good mom is dot, dot, dot. What mm-hmm. complete that sentence and ask yourself, is that really true? Like there's plenty of, of you know, good moms that aren't cooking three meals a day or that aren't volunteering <laughs> all around town. That doesn't make you a good mom. Like re- you have to redefine what, what you are in that mm-hmm. role and what that role is. Oh my God. So, so I'm not a mother, but I will tell you that, well, unless you come back for a baby's, which I think they yes. count. <laughs> But, you know, I have my own beliefs and I kind of felt a little attacked with your your last couple of comments because, for example, the cooking. I was brought up that as a woman, whether you are married or not, when you have a partner, you have to nurture the relationship Mm -hmm. and the home in some way. And that means part of it is cooking three meals a day. Right. And for the most part. I fall into that. Like I actually follow that. I do it. And when I don't, I feel like I'm not meeting it. I'm not filling the role. I'm less than yes. Right. (laughs) But because I'm a coach, I have the tools and resources to address these things when they come up. Right. And for those of you that are listening or watching the whole purpose of working with a coach is when you need that help, that guidance, that accountability to get through some of these, you know, limiting beliefs or Mm -hmm. expectations or things that you grew up with, whether it's society or uh, your ethnic group or what you learned in your home with your family dynamics. Yes, those limiting beliefs are huge. And um, that is, remember how I mentioned how I went back and became a a licensed therapist? Well, I really Mm -hmm. dove into the cognitive behavioral therapy. And that's where I was able to bring in, you know, my training and what I learned about all all of these core beliefs and changing our thoughts and our emotions and our behaviors. And I bring that into my coaching because that is, you know, our beliefs are what are influencing and dictating everything we think, feel, and do. Mm -hmm. And so we Mm -hmm. really need to uncover and that feeling of feeling inadequate, like Mm -hmm. not like not enough. If you do not cook those three meals a day for your husband. But I don't even like, you know, is that true? Is that belief serving you? Is it, you know, of of course it's building your, it's, it's deepening your relationship with your husband and everything, but Mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's just identifying and looking at those beliefs that you hold and seeing Mm -hmm. if that's really, if you weren't to cook those three meals for your husband, is that, does that make you a bad wife? Like the inverse of Mm -hmm. a good wife and really just kind of digging into that. Exactly. And you know, not everyone has the awareness to do the work. Like sometimes you need the help of somebody else to guide you and walk you through it. Um, Which is why, you know, again, you have to understand the type of help that you need, right? So say if it's some trauma that you're dealing with, that is compounding those beliefs, right? You might better might receive better help from like a therapist, right? Or a psychologist versus like a coach who can work on other types of issues. So understanding to the type of help that you need is key. And if you don't know, as you're starting these conversations, these professionals can actually help you and guide you uh, in the right direction. It goes back to knowing your needs, knowing what you need based on your own experiences. Yes, exactly. I've really been, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Evelyn. No, no. 
Now, I wanted to, to, to ask, because I want you to expand on your services and what you offer, right? So the field that you're in, you know, maybe you have something that you're working on that's new, or if not, you know, elaborate on your services and how you work with these women. So I, my business is new, relatively new. Like, um, um, once I entered the coaching world, I am just blown away by all of these amazing women, especially women who have been doing this for years. And so I am relatively new in 2000 and let me think 2019 was when I became a certified health coach. And that was also the same year that I got my license. So I might like just licensed in Montana for counseling. You have to be licensed in your state. Um, mm-hmm. So I decided to, I was working at the mental health center, like the community mental health center. I, I quit my job there, um, went online to better help to kind of make that bridge while I worked on, like, I had no idea how to be a, a health coach, <laughs> to be honest. Like, I had no idea. And so I worked with a business coach. And while it was um, really basic, like she was specific on health coaching. And so, mm-hmm. but she taught me how to, you know, create a, everything from like, how to create a coaching package to what a Facebook pixel was like, it was mm-hmm. really just a kind of a basic course. And if anything else, like a lot of it, I already knew, but a lot of it was, was also like brand new and it helped me build that confidence. And I remember when I approached my husband, cause you know, we share finances and stuff. And I was like, I want to do this program, but it's like so expensive. He did not bat an eye. Like he, he was like, you're, you're going to do this. And later on, like when we talked to us, he's like, you didn't have the confidence. He's like, because one week into that program, I was like, oh, I can do this. Like, <laughs> I could have done this. Like, I just did not have the confidence. And the more I like started talking with other coaches and other women, I was like, I can do it. Like, this is, I've got this. And I built that confidence. So then I started my Facebook group. And that's where I show up all the time. I've got 700, I think, I think today I got 753 members in my group. Um, I, I love like, I love my group because that's where I show up. I have lots of posts. Um, I batch my posts, of course, but I also show up like just organically whenever, um, show up with do Facebook lives, everything in my group. And then from that, I, do you know Amy Porterfield? No. Okay. So she's, she does course digital courses. So I Mm -hmm. took a, I took her digital course Academy in the fall and created an online course, um, launched in January. It was a flop. (laughs) I have to admit it was a flop, but I am relaunching again this coming, this actually in May, the first week of May I'm relaunching. And this is all about creating time. And that's Mm -hmm. what I said. Like, that's the number one reason why we don't practice self-care is because of time. And I've always been good at managing my time. And I created this five-step framework that I myself use to be able to create more time in my day and get, get stuff done. So Mm -hmm. that's what I teach in my course. So that's one of the services. Well, besides my group, so my free Facebook group, my course. Um, And then in the meantime, between launching the first time I was doing a presentation um, for a, my brother's, my brother's church. And somebody approached me about doing of all things, weight loss coaching. And I was like, I don't 
do that anymore. Like, I don't do that. And she had no idea that I even did it before. But I was like, mm-hmm. I can, I bet you I can get a few other moms and let's do like some group coaching. So bam, I started a membership. So I opened the doors. I've got five members now for a membership. It's like two months old. And that's another way. So my doors to that close, it'll, they'll reopen in June. So by the time this mm-hmm. podcast gets played or released, yes. um, <laughs> it'll be, the doors to that will be opened in June. So I've got different ways to, to serve. And my big way is in my Facebook group. That's where everything is. I'm, I have a challenge coming up and we'll be walking through the five pillars, like the physical, emotional, spiritual, intellectual, and social pillars of self-care. So in all different ways, in all different ways. <laughs> so, that all like I, said, I love it. So I'm like, what else can I do? It's it, I've got to stay focused with my blinders <laughs> on because I have that tendency to want to do all of the things. And it's a, mm-hmm. it's constantly reeling it back in and being like, okay, I got to practice what I preach, practice what I preach. So this business is like helping me as much as <laughs> helping everyone else. Cause I'm like, I've got to, I've got to, you know, make sure that I'm taking that time to continue filling my bucket and practicing that self-care, which I just mm-hmm. booked a trip to Florida for that first week of May when my, I'm doing webinars from Florida because that's my happy place, my beach. Oh, <laughs> I'm a little God, landlocked. It's the first vacation I'm taking by myself, but I'm like, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have to say congratulations to you because you have all these outlets that you're able to, you know, be of service. You have the Facebook group where you show up you know, frequently you have this course that you've developed, you have this group coaching that you also have available. Um, and even like talking to you now and those of you that are listening and not watching the passion that you have for it is very transparent. It really, really easily communicates, even though we're not, you know, in the same space. Mm-hmm. Even with no makeup on. <laughs> you're listening and not watching. <laughs> I did not know this was going to be video. I just want to let you all know that's all. <laughs> She's Saturday. in her natural beauty state. <laughs> it is Saturday afternoon, guys. Yeah. We're recording I, this on April 10th, but yeah. this will be out at a much later date. <laughs> I do have to say, Evelyn was nice enough to say we could re- reconvene once I got my makeup on, but we didn't get the <laughs> Hey, but that's okay because right, we're all about women empowerment and embodying yes. our strength, and that means embodying our natural state. You know, sounds makeup. Yes. <laughs> it's all good. So something that is interesting about you as well, Connie, is the Connie. Oh my God, Annie. Why did I go to Connie? <laughs> I'm so used to getting my name butchered first. And last. So guys, before we started, I was like, "How do I pronounce your name?" And she said, "Oh, it's Annie, like Connie." And that's why it kind of like got stuck in my head. <laughs> Um, but what I was saying, what I find interesting about you is that you're not just a coach. You actually have education. You're, you're accredited as a coach, mm-hmm. but you have additional education as a counselor, which actually gives you more power and more authority and ability to speak and help on certain subjects that a coach per se can't. Right. Right. I can dive into that mental health piece mm-hmm. with confidence, knowing that I'm I'm good. Like I, I get it. And like, I am accredited. You're right. Like I'm licensed here in Montana, but see with the license, like I can't do counseling outside of 
Montana. And so that was a little tricky. When I started my business, I was like, oh, I can do coaching and counseling. But then legally, that was not like I had to dive into the laws and be like, no, like it got too sticky. Because if somebody came from me coaching and like thought they were getting counseling, then there's some legal issues. So I have, and I forgot to mention that in, because I do all the things like in March, my sister-in-law is a psychiatric nurse. And so when I, we moved here in October and then we moved here this sector, but before we even moved here, we opened an office together. And so it, that helped with one, giving me a place like a physical boundary, like being able to come down here and work in peace. In fact, I had to kick my husband out last night. He came down and sat on the couch and started playing TikToks. And I'm like, can you just leave? I can't focus. There's a reason I come down here. But we started, that helped me be able to separate like, okay, counseling, I'll just do in person. And then coaching will be all my virtual. And that is where like success to me will be when I'm able to actually give up my counseling license and focus fully on virtual coaching. Mm -hmm. Because that's when I've been doing workshops. I've been doing a lot of, you know, kind of just additional things in my coaching world. And that's where I love. Like, I'm Mm -hmm. like, you know. I might as well just keep working on what I'm passionate about. And the co- the counseling piece got me over, got me, you know, set up and gave me that confidence to be able to do my coaching. So. Well, you know, it's all steps, right? In the right direction. You have taken many steps in the right direction. Like I said, you have all these platforms in which are already engaging. Um, I have to ask because your business, you know, obviously has been in place pre-COVID, What are the challenges that you have faced, you know, after COVID or through COVID? Well, one of the challenges was when we got this office, we got a three, three room office with one big room that my intention was to do groups. Like I am all about like the membership was, is right on my alley because I'm all about like the learning of from one another and that interaction. I'm all about like women supporting women and empowering each other. And so Nobody wanted to come to a group uh, for obvious reasons, like in-person groups here in the counseling. Um, Mm -hmm. For my coaching, um, COVID really didn't affect me. It just kind of gave me that opportunity to learn all of it. Because I I started in November and then six months later, it, you know, everything, the whole world shut down. And so it really just has given me this chance to learn from others who have gone before me and Mm -hmm. dive into without pressure like without so those are my two big shit like those were that's how COVID affected my business in Mm -hmm. positive way I think in the coaching world now one of the things that I hear when I ask this question in relation to COVID is that it really has allowed folks to learn more to dive deeper into certain subjects or activities that they weren't able to before because now you have a different way of working, maybe a little more time on your hands if you know you've stopped working in one capacity or decreased those hours there. So it really has been a great learning opportunity. It has also challenged folks to be more adaptable, right? If you worked in corporate before per se, and now you're at home all the time, if you're a parent, you know, doing homeschooling versus sending your kids off to school. There's so many things that have changed for folks, but I've heard more positives than negatives. 
So it did affect us with the school. I, now that you mentioned that, like my kids were remote learning and I was like, I can't do this. Like I can't do this. So when we were able to, we sent our younger two back to school and it actually turned out to be a blessing in disguise. Like they, mm-hmm. we loved the school. They had to go to a different school because the schools here, they were like, no, you committed to remote. So you have to stay remote the whole year. And I'm like, I, we can't do that. Like it, I can't, I, our relationships are like, <laughs> my sanity. I know. Like I, we can't. Like I was crying hysterical to the director of the like remote education department. I'm like, I just can't do this. I'm like, I just sounded like this crazy mom. But I was at my wits' end. So I'm like, so I'm like, okay. So I just scraped up my like wiped my tears and decided made the decision to put them into a different school. And we haven't looked back. Like it was actually it worked out for the best. So it did affect us that. But the one good thing is like, that's how I was able to grow my group is because people Mm -hmm. had more time. So they were on social. They were in Facebook. Like my audience was there and they were like, they, they were bored. Like they were looking for that community. They were looking for the community. And I was like, you know, let's get together and let's do this. Let's, Mm -hmm. you know. And so that helped me with my virtual business for sure. You know, you, you, Gave me uh, a thought just now, right? I really wonder how things are going to change and shift once we get back to uh, more normalcy. Because like you said, COVID has allowed us to shift priorities and engage in other areas maybe weren't the way we engaged prior, uh, like social media, making all these connections, having these groups, you know, having a support system that is that is virtual. What's going to happen when our priorities shift again? Will these avenues still be as successful, still be as engaging. It's true. Yeah. Like even I did a sleep workshop the other day, like a few weeks ago, I did a virtual through zoom and it was all about like, I had done a training for my counseling for continuing ed, all about like using cognitive behavioral therapy for sleep and to improve your sleep. And so I developed that into a workshop that I can do like that was specific for moms and that weren't for sleep disorders. Like I just adapted it and did it virtual. And then my sister-in-law who's I'm working with in person, she's like, why don't you do that here? Like, well, I created a whole workbook and everything. And she's like, we'll advertise just to our account, our clients and say, mm-hmm. you know, cause we it's here, it's already developed, but I'm like mm-hmm. that, you know, I am, absolutely fine with that as the world opens up again and people are more comfortable being at in-person events you're in california right yes so yeah so montana they're a lot i i know they're a lot more lenient and they're more like they've got i don't know like they're they're not so many people are wearing masks we're like come on like we're still wearing masks and everything but not everybody shares that same mindset and so Mm-hmm. people are more willing to come out, like even our clients and stuff. And so that will only help me in my coaching business to be able to, mm-hmm. the more I present and the more I get comfortable doing what I'm doing, I can better serve the women who I want to serve mm-hmm. more, like the women I want to serve right in my group and everything. So, yes. And what's great about that, too, is that, like you said, especially if you had a, a brick and mortar business before where it was more face to face, you now discovered this other avenue, this other way to engage with your clients, Sorry. right, with the remote. And that doesn't mean that that will end. It's just it's still going to be there. Right. It's just that now we're going to incorporate more of the 
face-to-face interaction, face-to-face uh, engagement. Um, for me, though, it was more like like you where my business, you know, was more face-to-face, more interaction. And social media wasn't really a thing that I focused on, but the pandemic has forced that change, had forced that adaptability on my end. And I'm just like, oh, it's it's a lot of work. Like, don't get me wrong. I love what I do, (laughs) but it's a lot of work. Like Mm -hmm. showing up on the various platforms, creating the content. And then on top of that, you have your actual coaching, the actual work you do with clients, you know, individually, Mm -hmm. groups, your collaborations, like it's quite a lot. (laughs) It is. You know, I, a few weeks, about Maybe two months ago, I got like sidetracked and I was like, okay, I need to get a scheduler. Like I felt like I wasn't showing up on Instagram enough and I'm on all of the social platforms, but it's Facebook is like, I just, I can't be distracted by like trying to, and I do post stories on, but it takes me a while to create them on Canva and like do them pretty. and look <laughs> I mean, so I did hire my 17 year old. And she schedules my posts and everything. So I got her involved. I have my my 14-year-old son. I got him on board. He's been editing my videos to put on the blog. So I have like France Jat and I'm paying them and stuff because Mm -hmm. they're always, mom, can I have money? Like, (laughs) (laughs) here's some work to do. So I got really like distracted. Like, oh, I got to be posting in all these places and all this thing. And I'm like, you know I, I can't do that. Like I need to just mm-hmm. reel it back in and cause it is, you're absolutely right. It is so much work to be posting mm-hmm. on every, you know, I'll send it out tweet and I'm doing a clubhouse moderator thing with a group of girls. I'm like, okay, once a week, 30 minutes. Like that's what I'm doing. <laughs> cause it is, you have like your other work that's going to propel you forward mm-hmm. and social's nice, but it can get overwhelming. For sure. Yes. And I feel like most folks have like their main platform and then from their main platform, they will disseminate like information to other platforms. But it's it's difficult when you see certain folks who are like, no, you have to, you know, the more platforms you're on and the more you post, the, the more chance that. I, so you feel this pressure to be present everywhere. <laughs> so one, did you ever hear of John Lee Dumas? He just wrote a book. And he's a podcaster. He does Entrepreneurs on Fire. And mm-hmm. I've been listening to him and he just wrote a book. And it is The Common Path to Uncommon Success. And I just read it. It's amazing. But one of the things that his key points is don't like to convert the converted. And this is when I like reel it back in. And I'm like, I am doing all these other things. But like, I want them, I want my mom to join Like I want women to join my Facebook group because that's where I'm showing up. And Mm -hmm. so while I'm on like Twitter and Instagram and like doing all these other social media, and I'm like, I don't even know half of the people that are following me on Instagram are actually other coaches. Like that might not even (laughs) be necessarily moms. And I'm like, they might not even be on Facebook. Mm -hmm. And yet I'm like showing up on Instagram, like using my time to show up on Instagram. Whereas that's not where I am. I'm in Facebook. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, I need to like get into other groups and start serving the moms there and being like, look, this is where I am. Instead of like trying again, keeping those blinders on Mm -hmm. and not getting distracted by all of the things that we could be doing. And that's a good point. And I have also seen that right where you do want to shift your focus to the area where you will be able to show up consistently, authentically, 
where it has the value that you want to put out there, the message you want to put out there and has the alignment uh, as well. So it's important. For those of you that are listening or watching, it's important. If you're an aspiring entrepreneur or are an entrepreneur already um, to understand where and when and how you can engage. Yeah, <laughs> that is key. Because then so you I, just are using your time all over the place and you could be using that time to, to practice self-care. <laughs> yes, exactly. You want to prioritize, especially, you know, depending on the role that you play, which we play multiple roles, right? Mother, wife, sister, uh, and what have you, entrepreneur, CEO. If you're mm -hmm. a solopreneur, you are everything for your company yes. until you blow up and can hire people. <laughs> <laughs> or hire your kids. Or <laughs> hire your kids. Man, if I had some kids around here, but like, hey, you, you do my social media. <laughs> you got nieces and nephews? Get them to work, Evelyn. <laughs> Same stay, unfortunately. <laughs> they could be your VA. <laughs> My virtual assistant. Yeah. <laughs> so, Ani, we got to learn a little bit about you know your transition, what got you to do what you do, your credentials, the various places where you engage and show up, and your offerings. Is there any last thought or message you want to share with the audience? I think we all have. If especially those ones that are aspiring, like coaches and entrepreneurs, like you have lessons to teach, you have stories inside you and content that would be amazing and would definitely help other people. Like I said about how I had to do some business coaching myself in order to get that confidence. It took me like one week and I was like, I can do this. Like get out there and meet other coaches and meet other women. And I'm all about collaboration rather than competition. And I find mm -hmm. that, you know, if you ask, you need to know what questions to ask. What do you need? To, and then identify that and then communicate those needs. What do you need to learn to get that confidence and just start? I am one to just put in the stake in the ground and just go for it. Like, that's the only way you're going to build that confidence. Yes. Take that step. Know what you want. Uh, go after it. And collaboration over competition. For sure. I love that. <laughs> right? We're an empowerment podcast, ladies. If you're not empowering each other, what are you doing? <laughs> yes. Thank you so much, Ani, for coming on here and sharing your wisdom and letting us learn more about you. It was a pleasure. Yeah, thank you so much, Evelyn, for having me. And it was such a great conversation. I enjoyed you are talking so welcome. with you. It was indeed a great conversation. And, you know, for those of you listening and watching, I hope that you really take this and you really absorb the various tidbits of wisdom and apply it in some way uh, to your life. <laughs> All right, guys. So as I always say, preparation, accountability, execution, and resolve are keys to your success. Until next time. Bye. <laughs>so as you know by now, we're all about informing and empowering women. Well, now there's the addition of the She Is Fab shop where there is empowered fashion, printables, journals, mugs, and face masks. Check it out at www.sheisfab.net. That way you can purchase something for the lady, woman, or girl in your life. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. 
Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you.